0: This is Warrior Podcast, introducing warriors to the warrior god. I'm your host, Elizabeth Andrade, here with Connor Shanahan. So Connor, I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. What has been the most shocking experience of your military career? That is a
1: fascinating question. The most shocking experience of my military career came early. It came early on. When I was in the process of enlisting in the Army National Guard, when I was a sophomore in college, just getting my feet wet, just entering the system, I got to admit, I had a lot of questions when I was preparing to join the military, as I think most people should. It's a big deal, and you should do your research, and you should find out as much information as possible. In that process, when I was going through and, and working with my recruiter, figuring out what this enlistment would, would look like, one of my questions that came up was, okay, I am a college student. That's kind of my priority right now. I'm trying to get my degree, just like my daddy told me to. I'm going to get out of my house and get a degree. I said a bit more kindly <laughs> than that. But. So one of my questions was, well, I'm a college student, so what will happen if I deploy? Because again, I'm trying to get my degree and then I'd love to go serve and do whatever and you call me and tell me wherever you want to go, but I'd like to finish my degree first. And my recruiter looked me square in the face and he said, don't you worry about that, son. College students don't deploy in the National Guard. Young, ignorant, not asking any questions, 19-year-old Connor Shanahan said, sounds great, Sergeant, where do I sign? And he said, right here, boy, sign up. So that I did. I went off to basic training, went through the Army Infantry School, came back, reported to my unit, And uh, that very first day, I will never forget walking into my headquarters building, sitting across from my new boss's desk, sitting across from him at his desk, and he looks me right in the eye, first words out of his mouth, I kid you not. No hello, no hey, how are you, no welcome troop, welcome to our new family, welcome to the unit. He looked me right in the eye and said, are you aware that this unit is about to deploy? And in my head, I'm, I'm thinking, oh man, good for you, good luck. I'm a college student, so I'll, I mean, I'm you know I'll tell you about the classes I'm about to take this semester. But I hope you have fun in the Middle East. And he said, "LOL, here's a packing list. We leave in three months." So my recruiter just you know slipped his mind, slipped his mind, slipped
0: his mind. The reality
1: <laughs> of the situation that uh, you are almost guaranteed to deploy if you join the military in any component in any regard. And uh, that was quite shocking for a young 19 year old. But look at look at me today. We made it. We made it, fam. And, uh, and that, was, that was, without a doubt, the most shocking thing. Just to jumpstart the military career, get your feet wet with a deployment to the Middle East. Why not? Go get some. However, Elizabeth, I was reading the Bible the other day. Check out this pastoral transition right here. And I came across some shocking news. What was that? Would you mind reading this verse for us? Matthew chapter four, verse 23. Hey, warrior, if you want to go ahead and flip there, if you're driving, please don't do that. If you're just chilling right now, go ahead and pull up Matthew chapter four, verse 23 and prepare to get your mind blown.
0: All right, here we go. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. What are we to do with that? So I guess first we would have to say, what is the gospel? What, or what maybe have we always heard is the gospel?
1: And what would you say? If, if I were to ask you, Elizabeth, what is the gospel? What have you always been told the gospel is?
0: Oh, well, this is a straight answer. It's a softball. It's, it's the easy one. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ.
1: Come on, somebody. I see that hand. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, let me ask you a quick follow-up question. If Jesus, while he was on earth... This is early on in his ministry, Matthew chapter 4. This is just where the story heats up, just where Jesus gets moving, starts making moves, starts ministering to people. One of the first things that he does is proclaim the good news of the kingdom or proclaim the gospel. What are we to make of that? Again, Jesus is proclaiming the gospel, and yet we've been told our whole lives the gospel is the death of Jesus Christ. What are we to make of that?
0: Then... If Jesus is proclaiming the gospel, and obviously the death, burial, and resurrection hasn't happened yet, there must be something more to this.
1: There has to be something more. And that is a shocking statement. Can we just admit that? That's a shocking statement. That if you have, like I have as well, warrior, I've been told my whole life, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross for your sins so that you can go to heaven, right? That's the 32nd or less sales pitch. And yet controversial statement but again what we just covered from scripture when Jesus used the term gospel when Jesus was preaching the good news which is what the word gospel evangelion in the greek most literally means is good news so Jesus was most literally preaching the gospel literally preaching good news before he died so there must be something more going on here there must be a slightly bigger picture to the gospel than just than just simply the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ the Old Testament has just entered the chat.
0: The Old Testament. Yeah, the, the forgotten All testament, right? All the way back to Genesis. Come
1: on, somebody. All the way back to Genesis. So one of our convictions here, one of my convictions and one of our convictions at, at WGM as we seek to cultivate the heart and mind of warriors to know and love Jesus Christ is to know and understand and come to appreciate, hopefully love, the story of the Bible. Because the Bible itself tells one comprehensive story. It tells one story. It tells one story of good news, of a good God who created a wonderful world for humans to enjoy and flourish in his presence. However, uh, mankind disobeyed the good and right rules and boundaries that God put in their place for their flourishing, and that disobedience gave birth to sin. That disobedience and sin that entered into the earth, entered into the cosmos, fractured everything fractured the human's relationship with God, fractured the human's relationship with each other, and also fractured the creation itself. Uh, However, in God's grace and in his goodness and mercy, God set forth this redemptive mission to restore all things and to lead his people back into the promised land where they would dwell with him one day forever and evermore under his rule and reign. And the way that he did that was through coming to earth on our behalf, was coming to fulfill this role of our ultimate prophet, priest, and king uh, to where the Son of God came incarnate, took on flesh as Jesus Christ, and did. Uh, The pinnacle of this story, without a doubt, is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, through which, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be redeemed. We can be reconciled to the Father, and we can then be sent out as participants of this redemptive mission to see our God restore all things to the way that it was supposed to be. So that is the grand story of the Bible. And, and without realizing that, I think we miss the beauty of the story. I think we miss the message, the message of scripture. And we are, we are at risk of seeing the Bible as a list of rules that we need to follow. Or we're at risk of seeing the Bible as a moral guidebook to tell us how to live a good life. And we're at risk of looking at character studies of the Bible and saying like, what can this character tell me about morality or how to be a good person?
0: What does this mean for me? Exactly.
1: Exactly. What does this mean for me? And all of that completely misses the point because all of scripture is about Jesus Christ. All of scripture is about God and, and the story of God, the gospel of God and the mission of God to redeem and reconcile and restore all things to
0: himself. So the the story of the Bible, the Bible in its entirety, we see playing out in this verse here. And I just, Connor, I know you really like the CSB Study Bible. Oh,
1: come on, yes, I do.
0: So I have this um, little excerpt from the CSB Study Bible about Matthew four twenty three, And it says here that Jesus's ministry in the synagogues shows that he initially focused on his ministry on the Jewish population of Galilee. But this focus then widened to include the Gentiles from there and beyond. The good news of the kingdom, the primary topic of Jesus's preaching was that long awaited Christ, the human ruler through whom God would establish his reign on earth had come at last.
1: And that's a critical point. That's a critical point because so often in our churches, so often in the sphere of Christianity, when we talk things gospel, when we talk things Jesus, we only talk about the New Testament, right? When's the last time if you attend a church that preaches through books of the Bible, when's the last time you guys preach through a book from the Old Testament? It's so common for us to to just work through the New Testament because we're more comfortable with it. We're more familiar with it. And yet Jesus's ministry, Jesus's life, this is going to sound controversial. It doesn't make sense without the Old Testament. We need to know the whole story. And so the, to your point of what you just brought up is absolutely this is Jesus' primary message while he was on earth, that the Messiah has arrived, the promised one that stretches all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, the promised one that would defeat death, that would rescue God's people, the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant, the fulfillment of the Davidic covenant, the king that would come forth as a descendant of David to reign and rule over God's people forever. It's Jesus. Jesus. But we miss so much of the significance of who our God is if we miss the Old Testament. And so that's our heart. And that's why over the next several weeks, we're going to be going through this series that, that we're simply calling and thinking through as the story of Scripture, the story of Scripture, looking at the grand redemptive story of the Bible. Because again, we believe this is one of my convictions and our convictions here at WGM that you need to understand the story of the Bible if you're going to understand any piece of it whatsoever. So we're going to look at the story as a whole. We're going to continually talk about the story as one grand redemptive story because that's what it is. Uh, But through this series in each episode, we'll break down a piece of that story.
0: So in this next series, the story of the Bible, we will be discussing creation, the fall of man, the promise of Genesis 315, the arrival of Jesus Christ, and what does that mean after Jesus Christ's death, burial and resurrection. And also the final destination, the end times. Thank you for listening to us. If you want to trust in Christ, or if you want to learn more about making him the authority over your life, or if you want to learn more about us, send us a message on our Instagram at WGMHQ. That's WGMHQ. We will make sure that someone gets in touch with you. This has been Warrior Podcast with Connor Shanahan. Warrior God Ministries' mission is to change the world by making disciples among military members and first responders and equipping them to be disciple makers and missionaries in their respective communities for the glory of Jesus Christ.